everyone. Welcome back to The Journey Express. This is where we like to talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. I'm Jen Houston, and with me today is my fabulous friend and co-host, Mel Boyd. Hey, everyone. Well, Merry Christmas, Mel. Yes, Merry Christmas. Tis the season. Tis the season. We're a couple of days away from Christmas, and I don't know about you, but there's a lot of joy and excitement in my household. Yes, same here. Are your kids, like, they're both teenagers, so what's it like right now? Oh, they're excited. Well, Liam, he's a boy. He's 15. Esther's excited. (laughs) (laughs) Her birthday's in December, so you always have like extra Christmas spirit around, right? Yes, yes. Lots of wrapping paper. Lots of wrapping paper. (laughs) Gingerbread houses galore. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Journey Express today. We're going to be taking a break from our Keys series to really wrap up 2021 in a significant and special way. Um, We want to do some reflecting today. We want to reflect well, right? We want to reflect well with authenticity, and we want to look ahead with hope. And to do that, we have invited a special friend and guest with us today. We have the honor of having Lisa Shea join us. Lisa, thank you so much for being on the Journey Express. Hello. Thank you, ladies, so much for asking me to join you. I am honored and really excited for today's topic. You are a powerhouse, Lisa. And Mm -hmm. I know you're going to feel super awkward. Just sit there and feel awkward for a minute because I'm just going to brag on how amazing you are. You you are a warrior and you are beautiful inside and out. And I've had the honor of being on your podcast before. You've you've had some conversations about how to walk in godliness and press into the more of God. And that was an honor. Yes, you were fabulous. And uh, I was honored to have you on my podcast. <laughs> well, thanks. That was a joy. Um, but thanks for joining us because we just you have a devotional out, and I have read that in this last year. And how timely is it, you know, because we've all been in a season of waiting for the last year and a half, and your devotional is called How to Wait Well. First of all, you wrote a book. You're an author. I did. <laughs> it is shocking that I can actually hold it in my hands. Um, but yes, I did. And it was quite a journey uh, mm-hmm. to um, bringing that to fruition. But um, I just pray it's a, a blessing and that it encourages people. Um, it's How to Wait Well 30 ways to experience God, and that is my heart, and I believe that's the heart of our Father, Mm. is for us to experience different aspects of His character. Mm. Um, That's important in a relationship, to know all sides of a person. Now, we'll never know all sides of God, Mm -hmm. you know, the sovereign King of Kings, Mm -hmm. um, but, at least not this side of eternity, but um, He wants us to get to know him as much as we possibly can. So, yeah, so that's what the devotional is about. That's really good. Can I just ask, Lisa, so we're looking at it right now. We're holding it in our hands, and on it are three feathers. Can you um, just explain a little bit why you have feathers on the front of the book? Yes, I've been asked, like, what do feathers have to do with waiting well? And um, when the book was in process, uh, someone who had a an amazing prophetic gift set when we were trying to decide the cover. You know, you think, oh, an hourglass or a watch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, they just said, I'm seeing a feather. And I was like, a feather? What in the world? And I was making my bed. You know, God speaks to us at all, you know, different times of the day, mm-hmm. whenever. And I was just thinking out loud, like, um, 
why a feather? And Psalm 91.4 came to me, which Mm. is he will cover you with his feathers and um, he will be your shield and your rampart. Mm. So your defense. And I was like, oh, that's right. Like that's what God wants us to know um, above all, that he covers us and that we are protected and that he um, he is protecting us and guarding us while we wait. So I was like, let's go with the feathers. Mm. And, you know, three just reflecting the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's where that comes from. So so good. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. Well, before we get into, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you specifically about the book. Would you just um, give our listeners a little peek inside of your life and what you do and who you are real quick, and then we'll get back into why you wrote this book? All right. Well, I am married. I've been married for 25 years, which uh, I have a marriage testimony. Um, So God was just so uh, incredibly faithful to um, restore my marriage, but I've been uh, married to my husband, Mike and we have three wonderful children. Beautiful children. Uh, thank you. So 24, 21, and almost 20. So I am an empty nester somewhat, so that's wow. been crazy. Um, but through my marriage testimony, I started leading a women's groups, small groups. Uh, I work for Love and Respect Ministries, and uh, we are all about um, focusing on Ephesians 5.33 for marriages. And that's mm-hmm. the message from God. That's the Word of God that impacted and changed my marriage and really took me from a place of heading for divorce uh, to having a thriving, restored, wonderful marriage. Mm -hmm. And so I've been working with them uh, since about 2011 and loving it and just um, teaching women how to show respect to your husband, Mm -hmm. um, which is challenging in this this culture where we think respect should be earned. So Mm -hmm. I teach women what respect is and what it is not and, you know, how you can have healthy boundaries and how you can speak your mind. Because I think a lot of times women think, oh, respect. I'm going to you know, be a doormat and I can never speak and he's going to lord over me. Mm, <laughs> and right. that is not true. But um, so in that, I started leading the small groups and then um, started speaking. And that's where mm. I am today. And then yeah. I ended up writing a devotional. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, how did you pick the topic, How to Wait Well?, Well, you know, God tends to show me things after the fact. So during my uh, marriage crisis, I'll call it that, uh, he would give me scriptures, like, you know, just in different ways, a a calendar or at church, or I'd stumble upon a scripture. And over time, I realized they fell into three categories, um, encouragement, endurance, and obedience. Hmm. And so for years, I had the stack of scriptures in all three of those categories. And so set that aside. Those were just sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, pun I see what you did there. <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> and uh, one time I was focusing on Psalm 4610, um, be still and know that I am God. And I had learned a meditation technique where you just would write out a scripture and then whatever would jump out at you, you would just continue on that. So be still and know that I am God. Be still and know. Well, no kept jumping. No, no, no. When I looked up no, uh, the Hebrew word is yada. 
So, you know, in Seinfeld, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Well, yada. And it means uh, to experience. It means several things. But one of the things is to experience. So when I looked at it as a whole, be still and experience God, mm-hmm. it was like a rhema word to me, It's mm-hmm. which means for our listeners, it just like exploded in my spirit. It was like, that was my aha moment, mm-hmm. be still and experience God. And so I believe I spoke at a women's event on that. And then from there, realized that my endurance, encouragement, and obedience scriptures fit into how to wait. We wait by being still and experience experiencing God. And it just developed from there. Mm -hmm. So I can't say it was any one moment of this is what God, you know, I wish I would have had a dream or Jesus would appear to, you know, in my bedroom (laughs) and said, write a book on. (laughs) But it just unfolded Mm -hmm. like that. I like how you say that. It just unfolded because that it's naturally super, and it's it's easy to hear God's voice. It's not complex, and it doesn't have to be heaven ripping open and an angel appearing right before you. But it's just that—it's that, that almost like that still, small mm-hmm. voice and just being led. So I like that. It kind of makes— Probably everybody just feel a little bit more normal. Like we don't have to be these superheroes to experience God. Right. And you don't have to have all of the answers. It can unfold as you step out in faith and you just start. For me, I just started writing and it just, God was very faithful. So that's how I truly believe this is this is from Him. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe it too. I've read it several times and it's an easy devotional to read and to digest. You incorporate personal stories and I always love that. That's what Mel and I are all about here on the Journey Expressed, you know, trying to apply biblical truths that we're learning and talking about and not just heady talk about this stuff. But one of the things in day two, you write about the um, aspect of God's strength. And that kind of jumped out at me recently because I was at a little Christmas dinner, an intimate Christmas dinner recently, where everyone went around the table and summed up their year with one attribute of how they experienced God. Mm. And the word, isn't that kind of cool? That's really cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to steal that idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a not my idea. I wish I could say it was. It was a friend's idea. But the word that I felt like I've experienced God's strength in 2021, there have been major moments where I physically, emotionally, mentally have been the weakest I think I've ever been mm-hmm. in my life, or at least more aware of it as I'm getting older. I'm like, no, I've been here before. I'm just more aware of it now. And um, and same for my husband. You know, he's been weak, and I've felt the strength of the Lord to be strong on his behalf and vice versa. And just you write about the strength of the Lord. And one of the things that I love that you say is, and this is kind of like meditative, but also looking ahead, I feel like for 2022, you say, if we set a goal beforehand to obey and honor God in the midst of a trial, it becomes easier to press through when we would rather pass out. And I do feel like this whole thing of setting our minds, setting our gaze fixed on God, and you talk a lot about His character. Is there anything that you can share with us that that surrounds this topic? 
Well, and this is not a plug for a, for a sporting company, but what I like to encourage people with is the just do it, um, you know, just in D.O. What is D.O.? Determined obedience. And a long time ago, I made the decision that no matter what life or what the enemy was going to throw at me, it would never, ever cause me to waver in the fact that Jesus died for my sins. It would ne- I would never turn my back on Jesus because of what he has done for me and uh, that I have experienced personally, not just something that I've heard from a, a pulpit or someone else's story, but God is real to each and every one of us individually, specifically in detail. And because I've had those powerful experiences, some enormous, some very small, minor things, Um, no matter what came at me, I was always going to do my best. And I don't do it perfectly. I'm still a human being. (laughs) Um, I falter, I get angry, I get, you know, sad and mad and uh, discouraged, but I would not turn my back on God because He did not turn His back on me. Uh, And so when you go into... uh, your day, your month, your year, uh, with that in mind, it's determination that keeps you going. Like, mm-hmm. okay, mate, this situation that I'm in, I don't want to wait. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I've been waiting too long, or whatever your your situation is. It's you know, God is faithful to the faithful, and I may not be perfect in my faith. I may have a crisis of faith. I may have weak faith, but we only need to have faith the size of a mustard seed, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact that we even are still hanging on to God, um, that pleases Him. That is. That is good enough just to say, okay, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what is going on, um, but I know you're there. Mm. And I, I just really believe that mm-hmm. we um, we have to have that determination. Mm-hmm. And it's a decision. That's the, all, all I can say is you have to make up your mind, just like you make up your mind that when the alarm goes off, you're going to go to work in the morning because that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's, you know— you, that's what faith is. Faith isn't always your feelings. Mm-hmm. But what I what I really um, too think is important is how we handle any situation in our life that we face is in direct relation to who we believe God really is. Yeah. So that's really good. Oh my goodness. I um I was just gonna say when you were talking, um I have a friend you may know Marlies Newman. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, okay, and yes. she's such a dreamer, just like Jen, I'm a big dreamer. But she had a dream a long time ago and. I remember it was um, a subdivision. I forget the whole context of the dream, but um, at the end, it was, you know, the sign that's on a subdivision, the name of it, and Mm -hmm. it was biblical perseverance. Wow. And I just felt like, you know, that is just a a word. Like, it just keeps coming back. And I feel like even in these times, like, we need that. We need that Mm -hmm. endurance. We need that determination and that biblical perseverance. Absolutely. And it, it just reminded me of that. You know, Mm -hmm. and you're talking about in James 1 where it says, you know, consider it pure joy when you go through trials and tribulations. And it will, you know, it will cause that endurance. It will cause that perseverance inside Mm -hmm. of us, that anchor Mm -hmm. because of who God is. Yes. That's so good. Yes. Yeah, that's good. That's a light yoke. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting saved all over again (laughs) for the first time when you talk. (laughs) I've been having this experience lately, I guess. Um, Lisa, you have a really special story that you write about, and I've heard you share this before, and it just boosts 
faith. And I'd love for you to share your story about your name written. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, how I came to know the Lord, uh, like I said, I will never turn my back on God because he never turned his back on me. And this is what I, I'm getting emotional. Is that all right? Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> we love emotion. Yes. Here. <laughs> well, um, let's see. Where do, where do I begin? Um, I was um, engaged when I was 19 years old, and I was married at 21. And that marriage, unfortunately, failed. I did not know Jesus. I did not have a—I should say I did not have a personal relationship with him at the time. And through that divorce, which was at the time amicable, which society would call amicable, um, I really became depressed. I was very sick. Uh, I was on disability. It really took its toll uh, emotionally uh, and physically, and uh, I was suicidal. You know, sometimes when we have a death of a dream, um, it, it can really be debilitating. Wow. So I was suicidal, and uh, you know, I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want you know anything. You know, didn't I just didn't share. I didn't have that type of relationship with friends to like, hey, guess what? Which you know, if you are struggling with those thoughts, there are people, there are hotlines to call. Please, you are not alone. And uh, mm-hmm. so, I just want to put that disclaimer out there: God loves you, and He has a plan for your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in that situation, and I remember I had was sitting next to this woman. This before I went out on disability, I was sitting next to this woman, and her name is Kate, and and we're still close friends to this day. But she would talk about Jesus, and she would talk about how God gave her hope during her divorce that she went through 10 years earlier. And I was like, wow, what a Jesus freak. La, 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 la. I don't want to talk. You're a weirdo. Like, I, you know, I don't understand what you're talking about, but you're very sweet and you're trying to be nice. So I'll be nice to you because I have to sit next to you every day. And she would say to me, Lisa, your name is written in God's book. Your name is written in God's book. And I'm like, great. No idea what in the world you're talking about. <laughs> and it, <laughs> but it stuck with me. So when I went out, on disability, and I was home, and I was just hit rock bottom and, and was so depressed and suicidal. I, I knew that I couldn't do anything about that, thank you, God, um, because I, I didn't—I could kill myself, but I couldn't kill my mother. It would have mm-hmm. crushed my mother, mm-hmm. and um, I couldn't do that, so I was like, oh, Durats, I'm stuck. So I remember the track that she gave me that, you know, it was a, a card with the prayer on it, and I uh, I said the prayer, and I said it again and again and again. And now I do know that God is faithful. And the first time I prayed to him and asked Jesus into my heart to come and rescue this miserable <laughs> life that that I was uh, experiencing, I know that he answered that prayer. And, you know, a, a prayer doesn't save you. God saves you. So you don't have to have a fancy prayer. You can just cry out to Jesus in your heart and mm-hmm. and ask him uh, into your heart, and, uh, and he will answer that prayer. So I prayed and prayed this, this prayer. Nothing happened. The heavens didn't open. Angels didn't show up into my bedroom. And I went to bed. And that was that. And a few days later, my grandmother shows up at the door. And she had this heirloom for me. She was a pack rat. She saved everything. And she said, I have, I found something of your great-grandfather's. Now, my great-grandparents lived with my grandparents until I was 12. My great-grandpa passed away when I was 12. And so we were all very close. Uh, and I loved heirlooms. And, you know, being a pack rat, my grandma saved everything. So um, she hands me this thing that she found that she said was for me. And uh, it was my great-grandfather's new test. 
Testament uh, that he used during World War One, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool!" Wow. And now I, I need to say that I was not the oldest great grandchild who would, you know, be the one to, you know, be bestowed valuable <laughs> family heirlooms. I wasn't the favorite of the grandparent, you know, the grandchildren or great grandchildren. My mom was, mm-hmm. um, and so it was just amazing when I opened it up. It says to Lisa from Gigi, my great grandpa and Nana used during World War One, and when I opened up this New Testament, uh, and it had my name in it, I just heard Kate's voice say, your name is written in his book. Wow. And so I just want everyone to know that God's book, his book of life, uh, your name is in it. If you are hearing my voice, I promise you, he promises you, your name is written in his book. And the only thing you have to do is say, Jesus, come into my heart. Mm. And, uh, you know, it's just, yeah. it's, it's an incredible experience. So that is why when I talk about determined obedience, when I talk about, I will never turn my back on Jesus. I was 12 years old when my great grandpa died. I was 23, 24 when I cried out and asked God, could you give me a sign that I oh. matter to you? So when I was 12 years old, God, or before, I don't know when my great grandfather wrote my name in his Bible. Wow. God is the same yesterday, today, tomorrow. God is in the past. He's in the present. He's in the future. He prompted my great-grandfather to write my name in his book (laughs) because he knew Kate was going to tell me to know that I had hope in Christ and that my name was written in his book. So I just want to encourage everyone, and I'm encouraging myself because it's been a very challenging year, almost two years now. For Mm -hmm. everyone, I don't know one person that hasn't been challenged in what we've been going through Mm -hmm. um, as a a world, really. And I just want to encourage everyone that um, God sees. He he Mm -hmm. is in the details, um, even like years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I just still cannot wrap my brain around the fact that God would prompt my grandpa when I was, you know, at some time before Mm -hmm. the age of 12, before he passed away, you know, Mm -hmm. that he would write my name in his book. So, I just want to, I hope that encourages Um, everyone. (laughs) Mel, I know we're like misty-eyed, goose-bumping, and just like, oh my goodness, the faith is tangible in this studio. And I know for those who listen to this. So we're going to close out part one of our conversation with special guest Lisa Shea. And please come back and join us for part two. You're not going to want to miss it. Lisa's going to share with us a now word and what God's teaching her in this time. Thank you so much for joining us on The Journey Express. Journey Express.